I'm Lawson. And I'm Ollie. And I'm Imogen. And, and we're, we're Two Force. Hello and welcome to the Two Force podcast, where two queer comedians discuss Netflix's animated comedy, Q-Force. We'd like to acknowledge this podcast is recorded in Mianjin, Brisbane, which is Yagara and Turable land. I am your host, Ollie, and my pronouns are they, them. And I am your host, Lawson, and my pronouns are he, him, but also gender is a construct I don't believe in. Let's get into I'm it. I'm Imogen, oh. and I'm she, her. Sorry, do I not deserve <laughs> pronouns? Have I had my pronouns right to drip from me? <laughs> Imogen's not allowed to have pronouns anymore. I was going to say, let's get into it and introduce our guest, but Imogen is just gung-ho. I'm fucking into it. Imogen's coming in I'm, hot. I'm, I'm amped up after watching my favourite television show, Queer Force. Queer Force. <laughs> Did you just call it Queer Force? Queer Force. I call it Queer Force because we're friends. I, <laughs> of course, of course. If, if you're friends of the show, you can call it Queer Force. You get to call it Queer Force, its full name. Yeah, I want to say that this episode, we do have our guest Imogen, returning guest Imogen on the pod. Uh, great Brisbane improviser, we'll do plugs later. Well, the other thing we're going to do on this pod is we're going to review the new Nicki Minaj music video. <laughs> do we have a problem? And I... W- I have not watched this. Do we this. have a problem? Do we have a problem? <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to preface. I haven't watched this music video. I've seen like approximately 15 seconds of Nicki Minaj looking hot. So I feel like you guys really have to sell this 9 minute and 15 second music video to me, which isn't hard because I watched all 10 minutes of, was it 10 minutes? I watched the All Too Well short film, you know? I I, I watched the Taylor Swift thing so i'm sure you i'm glad you me. said short film ollie because i don't think this is a music video i think this is a short film and it has a lot of depth and it has a lot of twists and turns mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sell it to me baby sell it to me we started watching this video as well as q force episode nine because I- imogen you'd watch the first little bit of it and it has a real actor the guy who plays tommy in ghost or, or sorry in power the stars tv show about drug dealers I don't know if either of you guys have watched those. Nope. No. It's quite I don't good. know what drugs are. It, it's I, quite... wanna, I don't know what drugs are and I don't want to learn. <laughs> well, you would learn what is in a this, drug? if you watch this show, but you'd also learn more about like the, um, the, <laughs> the like takeovers and business side of the business, dealing with distro, which is the distribution network and stuff like that. So yeah, it's a, it's a good show. And this guy's definitely a better actor than Nicki Minaj is. It's so bad, man. She really look. She can rap real good. Everyone knows that. Well, you know what she cannot do uh, so well: <laughs> act tragically. <laughs> so she is. They're like special agents or the police or something. It's not exactly. Oh, it's never clear. It's no, never clear. No, and Tommy. Uh, I'm just going to call him Tommy, but uh, he's so one. I think this is a big power. The show. It's like on book four now. It's on like season four. So then, so, so he's in this music video and he's saying, "Hey, we've just got this new guy in. He won't talk to anyone but you, Nicki Minaj, who is a agent at our agency." And Nicki Minaj spends maybe, uh, I don't know, two or three minutes of this nine minute music video sitting down and then standing back up from an interrogation table because she has like eight different things awesome. that she's wearing and like a purse and she has really long nails so it's hard to get it off that, that table so and also she has the most insane negotiation t- 
tactic. Like she like she gives him cigarettes, and then like but then also is kind of like mean to him. I don't get what she's going for. Yeah, she's kind of like seducing, but then like trying to use the authority of the office or whatever. But she's like. She's dressed as Nicki Minaj in a rap music video, not as really a special agent who's going to beat the crap out of you. So, so question. It really does. Uh, Just a quick question. So this guy doesn't want to talk to anyone but Nicki Minaj. Is it because Mm -hmm. he's, is it because he's a barb? No. Which is the name of Nicki Minaj's fans. And I know that because of TikTok. You, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. You only know that because of TikTok, Ollie? I, what the fuck is wrong with you? You weren't a barb already? I, I am not a barb. Oh, okay? my God. I'm a bit of a barb. I'm sorry. I might have I, to, I, I to quit the podcast. I can't. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm not a massive Nicki Minaj fan. Um, respect to Nicki Minaj. She frightens me. Uh, and I think she could easily murder me with those nails. I think she works harder than I ever will. Oh, know? absolutely. She works so hard. She yeah. works so hard. Like, respect for Nicki Minaj. But, yeah, just, I'm not a barb. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, okay, uh-huh, so, uh-huh. so here's where we start to get some drama into the music video, Ollie. Because what happens is this guy who they've caught, he says his name is the Black Death. But he says it in, a different, it in a different language. Lame. To make yeah. it cooler. Yeah. Cool, okay. Otherwise, it'd be so fucking lame. Yeah, yeah. So he says, my name is Blah in the different language. And then, so we all know, Tommy, who's not in the interview room, goes, the Black the Death. Black Death. <laughs> like a fucking 50s musical. And he sells it because he's actually quite a good actor. <laughs> does he sell it? He does. Oh, he sells it. I think he does. I think he does. But then we go back to Nicki Minaj in the room with this guy, and she just decides, this is when she decides, like, he says, I'm the Black Death, and then he's like, you're gonna kill this guy that I've been asked to kill. And she's like, Wait. Yeah, it's so fucking weird. I don't get it. And she's like, why? And then he's like, this is your address, and I've been looking at you on drones, and you know that you're an agent who's been reactivated. And then he says, if you don't take out the target, you become the target. And she just sort Which of is like actually a reason. <laughs> well, you know, it's a threat, but you'd think she's an agent of a federal agency. She's probably like Whatever. strong and cool, right? <laughs> like and able to take people out. So then she goes to an auction house. And then she goes to an this auction house. This is where I stop watching. Yeah, then she goes I stopped watching him. <laughs> I got bored. <laughs> yeah, then she goes to an auction house and she's in the auction house and it's it's not quite clear because they never have any conversation after that the song starts right she starts being like do we have a problem and then they uh, sorry can we just sing that again again? she's she's like do we have a problem (laughs) sorry i just got a little bit more static i really sorry i couldn't quite get i got confused and there's also a part in the song where she goes (laughs) script Oh, I'm wait. sorry. Good, I was good, 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 uh, good. I was uh, pruning my plants. Could you just do that one more time for me, Lawson? Scr scr. Sounds like a dog is being sick. Sorry. <laughs> Did you eat too much grass, Lawson? How much grass was it? Too much. Good joke from this episode of Q Force, which we will Thank talk you. about very soon. But so Thank far, you. we're eight minutes and forty seconds into the podcast, so I think we can go at least the length of the video talking about it. We're we're just teasing the listeners, like, oh, you want to hear about Q Force? Well, you have to wait for the Nicki Minaj debrief. We're gonna have to cut this. <laughs> which, by the way, 
So we're gonna so have then, to cut this and put it as a mini episode as the Nicki Minaj debrief. I will not. I will not. I'm gonna cut other parts that are talking about Q Force and release no. that mini episode. Who gives a shit about Q Force when we're talking about important things about culture? Well, obviously, we and our listeners do care deeply about Q Force and oh, its success, so, so that the success yeah. of Two Force continues. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Beautiful off rep I'm giving you right now in case Q Force goes belly up. You're yeah. now the Nicki Minaj debrief podcast. <laughs> we might do Yellow Jackets. We're thinking about it. We've got some options. Oh, it's so good. Welcome, welcome to the Menagerie. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen, seen it. So then they go to this auction house, and at the auction house, that's where they're going to kill someone, maybe? Or where... Tommy is looking out for, hey, look out for the guy who's going to come and kill people at this place, but then Nicki Minaj is in the room with the guy who's going to be killed in the auction house? It's not clear. And And then Nicki Minaj attacks everybody in the auction house... But she doesn't, she seems to just kill the security guards of one guy, and then she escapes with- Nicki Minaj hates workers. <laughs> Nicki Minaj is the enemy of the working class. And then she escapes with that guy. She doesn't kill him. This is a guy who seems to be free to roam around, who has two security guards with him. He's come to the auction house, and then Nicki Minaj kills his security and escapes with him, and then there in some tropical paradise- Tommy finds them and is like, what the hell did you do, Nikki? And Nikki and the guy that she stole from the auction house put their guns on Tommy and are like, hey, do we have a problem? Sounds like you do maybe have a problem. Yeah. You're, yell- you're, you're putting a gun at him, Nicki Minaj. Seems like you maybe need a... This sounds like you need to be more boundaried, is what I'm saying. And so- he says, wait, and then so Tommy says, everything the informant said was true. Because remember when the informant said, hey, Nikki, you've been activated an agent, as an agent and we'll kill you unless you kill this guy. Tommy was in the next room of the interrogation chamber, hearing it all, and then authorized her to be in the room for a mission to prevent the death. I don't get it, man. <laughs> I don't. It's not. You know what the writing of this music video reminds me of? <laughs> Q-Force? Q, the writing of Q-Force, exactly right. Wow. Which is, hey, what's. What's going on here? <laughs> You've said. I will segue into Q Force now, but I I think actually Q Force and this episode does better in comparison to the Nicki Minaj music videos plot than it would otherwise. I actually feel like maybe this episode made a bit more sense after watching the Nicki Minaj video. I think the Nicki Minaj video is an is a, I would say a crucial lens that you need to view the. <laughs> Episode 9 of Q4, so it would make it make sense. So I think it's kind of, it was a bizarre, maybe there was a mismatch with the two marketing schemes about like how early Q4 was released compared to this music video. But I think, yeah, they're, they're kind of one and the same. Yeah, it kind of feels like the Nicki Minaj music video was deleted scenes of this episode. Yeah, I'd say that's um, true. Not in any way that makes sense, but. In a visceral way, I'd say that's true. <laughs> I'd say that's true. Yeah. In an emotional way. Mm-hmm. So, I, Ollie- I wonder, I, I just want to, I, I wonder if this is what listeners of our podcast feel. Like, w- what I'm feeling right now with you guys describing this Nicki Minaj music video, I've just gone, I have no desire to ever watch this except for morbid curiosity. And I'm wondering if that's what, uh, you know, our listeners feel like when we're describing Q-Force. Because surely n- not many of them actually watch 
Q-Force. Well, we and... know for sure some do watch the episodes as they come out. I, Adam does, and I know another person or two that do watch the episodes in time with the recording of the po- with the release oh. of the podcast. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I also think that our podcast is a podcast that takes that away from you, you know? You don't have to watch the show. Because we the it. We're the reason that Q-Force hasn't been renewed for a season two yet. <laughs> because people aren't watching it on Netflix, they're just <laughs> listening to it. Yeah, that's exactly why. You're the nostalgia critic of Q-Force. That's you're right. Like, Don't worry. Oh, you're no, the nostalgia no, critic no, of no, Q-Force. no. How dare you? How dare you? How yeah, you fucking are. dare you? Yeah, you are. Yeah, oh. you are. You're going to make oh, a big no. fucking whole movie. Oh no, I don't imagine that is the worst insult you could ever give me. Alright, Ollie, should we should we do after we finish the season, we do an episode where we watch all of Q Force at the same time as we listen to The Wall by Pink Floyd? And we take like a and we take like a bunch of hallucinogens. I would really think this would be a great idea. I think it's a bad yes, idea. Yes, yes. Wait, Imogen, you're in for th- you're in for this. You'll come back. I won't take hallucinogens because they scare oh. me. But I will. Sure. Like, I will be there and watch you guys I, do it. I feel like okay. this All is right, a bad sure. idea. And if my mum is listening to this, I will not take hallucinogenics. Um, <laughs> I promise. If any of my, if the police are listening to this, I will. Uh, if take the police are listening to this, uh, stop. Go away. <laughs> Stop policing. Go away. This is this is a no-cop zone. Don't be a narc. All right, so I explained what happened in the, mu- in the music video, Ollie. said, so would you like to explain <laughs> oh, je- episode nine? Jesus Christ, I will try, but I feel like this episode um, was deeply boring to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was just not interesting, but I'll, I'll give it a go. So... Mm-hmm. We open many, many years ago in Venezuela with Karen and V. Uh, Imogen, as you would know, is an avid fan of Q Force. Love Q. Karen is love Q. Karen is who's Karen? Imogen. Imogen. Who's Karen? Okay, easy, easy. Karen um, is a woman who was introduced for the first time in this episode, and no. One- <laughs> <laughs> You've done it. You've cracked it. So as uh, Lawson and Ollie know, because I told them before the ep- uh, episode, I haven't watched a single episode of Q-Force since the last time I was on this podcast. And have you missed it? And I've missed it so much every day I wake up and I'm like, looking to watch Q-Force, but no, it's illegal for me. Yeah. That is tough. It is really tough. It's been really hard, honestly. It's been really, really hard. I'm sorry they put that restraining order on you. Look, if you're in Australia, the next federal election is coming up. Please vote for a government that will lift the ban on Q-Force for Imogen, Me. except for when she's doing a podcast, in which case she is allowed. I'm allowed. I do have to apply to Centrelink to get permission, but I, so far it's been fine. You have to do 15 <laughs> podcast applications every two weeks. I do. Oh, anyway, the problem is, uh, I'm going to be fully like honest, um, I think Q-Force is written so basically that I got the entire gist of Everything that's happened the last time I saw the show. So, like, oh, my God, the agency's evil. Who would have guessed? So, like, they've had... (laughs) They had an old partner that she was supposed to meet up with, but she didn't because her her memory was wiped from the evil government. So now they've just met her for the first time, and now they've just 
Man, I just, this show, but here's the thing. I was quite right. I didn't write like a huge amount of bad jokes for this show. Yeah. Most of them were just kind of dull. Like this show was just kind of like, yeah, it's happening. I'm watching it. These characters are talking. And I'm here. From the first episodes, there's certainly less low lows. And, and there were parts of this that I enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed mm-hmm. that it was sort of survivor-based, um, although those jokes are a bit basic. I enjoyed... No, I thought they were my favourite jokes. Yeah, I, uh, survivor jokes favorite. are good. <laughs> I enjoyed that they were on a on a secret island in the middle of the ocean, which is very spy-y, you know. I, I enjoyed a lot of the action, although mm-hmm. I've got to say... Some of the action was a bit dull this yeah. episode compared it's to just, some of the fights they previously. It's it's basic. I thought the plotting was done well. There was some some callbacks and some Chekhov guns that paid off later, which was good. Too much Buck again. Buck gets left behind uh, as people. Well, let's start. The, let's talk about the start of the episode. Yes. So last episode we get we get the big cliffhanger that they need to talk Fails. about Karen, which. They try and pay yeah. off in this episode. Yeah, it's like building it up to this mystery that is, doesn't like, happen. It's finished with ten minutes in, in the first ten minutes or five minutes or whatever. Can I talk to you about um, Karen? Why are her and V not gay? Is this right? is a queer show, and they would be. So, I mean, the the thing of we're oh. super spies in love. We're going to go against our like employees, the evil government, and we and I'm hey, you know, I'm going to be there. You know, and we're going to see each other again. I thought mean, Taryn a year. Oh. I'm not going to see you for a year, but we're going to we're going to be together again soon. And then she's there pining in her cabin, and she has like a little like model of her oh. like like lost partner. Why aren't they gay? That's such a good romance. And this is not supposed to be a queer show. Why is this a queer show? That like there's no like just why don't you just let me well, have like the thing is a fun romance. Why are they not gay? I don't understand why they're not gay. I legitimately Karen is gay. So Karen, Karen's gay. V is not. But like, as we know, homo- homosexual pining Why? is such a this beautiful is... plot point. Like, yes. give me two people who are deeply in love Why? but are separated by years or countries or something. Oh, so I good. I know. I know. Can you imagine? It's like, like, all, like before we saw this, like we were like, you see a bunch of clips of V being like. You know, I feel like I just feel with me, but I just I keep finding myself doing things like you know, making two cups of coffee or you oh. know, looking across the thing, expecting someone to be there, but there's no one there. I don't understand. It's because she's in love with Karen, but forgotten Karen. Oh my that god, been that so would be good. so good. Oh. But they don't. But instead, but instead, the show goes out of its way to say, "I'm not even gay." In this episode, I don't get it. it's like genuinely. This really upsetting. I'm like, do you? This is a show, and this is very, very clear from like day one. This is a show for like gay men. It's a show for like gay fifteen year old boys. Yes, you know, <laughs> and that's. I think it's a show kind of for like mean forty to sixty year old yeah. gays. No, you know, they haven't tempered. They haven't tempered out in the in their eighties and and seventies and sixties or whatever, you know. But they're like, but they're still working. They still like believe young gays are like not working hard enough. <laughs> no, this show's jokes are too shit for that. This is for 15 years old. <laughs> I, I think that like, it's, I... it's for <laughs> cis white gay men who are in their early 30s 15. who no, who both hate older gays and hate younger gays but also want to be younger. 
so are trying to like be like yeah i'm cool and hip um and so that's who the show is for the show does not give off cool and hip vibes no, it's no, no, it doesn't, and that's why it's written specifically by people who are trying to recapture that feeling of being no. cool and hip, and don't fucking know how to do it. Dude, this is gay total drama island for white dudes for sure, for sure, for sure, and it's just the writers are all gay men who have never uh, talked to anyone who well have lived in San Francisco for so long that they have forgotten that there are men in the world who have not lived in San Francisco. Well, they live in California. <laughs> San Francisco is in California. Sorry, they live in LA because all the jokes are LA jokes. But one, they do for sure know Wanda Sykes because she yes. is Deb's voice. So anyway, we find out that the plan was to take down the AIA, eliminate Grayscale by V pretending to betray Karen and shoot her off a waterfall and then get into the higher up parts of the AIA and then eliminate Grayscale and fuck with the AIA and then maybe in a year phase two will have happened and V and Karen are going to meet on the Eiffel Tower uh, and then we... Being in love. Being in love. Which is also very romantic. Yeah. The show goes out of its way to, say, to to like explain, hey, we're not gay together because it's confusing that they're not gay it's together. So You're confusing. right. Genuinely confusing. confusing. It would make more sense. It would be more like have more pathos. It would be like more emotion. If can you imagine if she wasn't like in the, if this episode, uh, V wasn't like, oh my god, Karen's fucking crazy. We can't do it. Be like, I'm so worried about Karen, and I feel so betrayed. Oh. I don't want her to be like. She like did that, you know, when she was doing the fake out, being like, "I don't want you to sacrifice anything more." Like, what if she was like legitimately doing that? She's like, "I've taken so much, and I just, I've just got her back. I'm so in love with her. I've always been in love with her, oh. even when I couldn't remember her. I was in love with her. I can't lose her now, and this is a dangerous mission." Oh my god! Can you imagine? Oh, okay, it would be better. It would okay, be better. but also like even the whole. You know, it's been so long and I think that pining has just caused her to be really focused on this unhinged plan. It, even that's still good. Like, still have her be, like, a bit unhinged because that is yes, moderately fun. Unhinged. She's unhinged. But the reason for that She's is unhinged and in love. Unhinged and in love and has been in isolation for so long that waiting for like wife oh, oh one more and i think there are some fun unhinged jokes as well like that you wouldn't have to have thrown out if you're doing oh. it this different way right like the bit where she's surrounded her cabin that with they're hiding out in, uh, with landmines is very funny um it's, it's been done but it's funny um literally every but, almost every joke in this episode has been done it was <laughs> it was fucking brutal for like Oh, okay. We're doing this. All right. All right. Okay. Well, but any. What about what about the twink cleaned used to clean pools for Faye Donahue? Um, despite all the messages uh, he said she never once slapped him in Lawson. the face. Faye Dunaway, how fucking dare you disrespect Faye Dunaway? I'm like sorry, this? sorry. I need a new podcast. <laughs> uh, I wrote that down. That ran out as my first funny joke. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh. But the other thing is, um, it kind of takes on this, like, predatory lesbian thing because V is so, like, sort of uncomfortable around Karen, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think... And more uncomfortable than the rest of them who are just like, yeah, you're a cool, you know, crazy gay who's been off the grid for years, you know? And it's it's weird because 
like with the Deb and Pam relationship, even though there's definitely like stereotypes in there, it's it's been nothing but like this loving, supportive relationship. And that's really refreshing because if you go back and watch queer media, like or any media where there is lesbians, a lot of the time it's about like this butch lesbian hitting on a straight girl um coming off very predatory and it was like okay well at least they don't have that deb isn't interested in anyone but pam pam's so in love they're supportive of each other they're loving um but this is very much like karen's very obviously in love with v and making all these romantic plans and v's like no i'm straight (laughs) it's so weird why make her straight like i guess for the narrative of the show but not one of you, like, we were, I was always gay and great. Oh, what about, like, I was always gay. Grayscale literally erased my identity. And you can also make a joke about that, like, mm, I don't know. You can make a joke. Like, yeah, they kind of, the, the weird thing is, like, in the episode before this, we learned a little bit more about Grayscale and stuff, Imogen. Um, and they kind of say that they were never able to erase the gayness um, from the things. It, and it's this weird thing that, like, they're still kind of def- they're still trying to keep the AA in this sort of grey place, like, where it's still doing good things. Like, we'll talk about it later, but what happens after this is they're in the cabin, and then they're like, oh, our plan was to get to the Coeur de la Mer, which is the heart of the ocean from the Titanic, mm-hmm. um, and it's also a big computer system that the AA has, yeah. um, with all its secrets. And- so then they take the Genovian princess's plane to fly to the island. Yeah, it's, I feel like the plot of this episode can be explained very briefly because really the plot, spoilers, uh, the plot is we meet the unhinged lesbian, we go to the heart of the ocean, we find, uh, they find us, we convince them to let us into the bunker through force, we get the secrets, we then like we we get the secrets we destroy the communication system threats are made we go back to the the jet where we're supposed to go and whoops we've been betrayed by the person who owns the jet that's the that's the whole episode that's it and it's but the issue is it's just so padded out with like really boring shit man like that's the thing i would say like the lows weren't so low but the highs just re- like I think if I this is the first episode I'd ever watch, I would never think of a show again. Yeah, so, <laughs> like nothing really. There's nothing really that good. Um, I will say this: I did like the extended Survivor bit. That was my yes. favorite bit. I also I had like the exact opposite take as Wilson. I'm like I feel like that was one of the bits I think is the most unique for like this show. I'm like I haven't seen like. Yeah, it's like an extended survivor bit, but this is its own bit. Unlike, you know, the thing where it's like, drop all your weapons, drop the weapon. I mean, all your weapons, drop a wedding. I mean, come on. And then they drop one more. Like, it's like, man, I've seen that joke yeah. a lot of times. And it yeah. was not the only joke that was like that. I think the um, vomiting up a grenade is a little original on that joke. Yeah, it's a little original on the bent of that. Yeah, but, uh, I agree. Same joke. You know, yeah, it was a new coat of paint, but. <laughs> but i i, th- I think um, that- there's also a joke where buck says you guys are gonna hate me gay scale that was good no i hate I it, liked I- it man. <laughs> that was good you reckon <laughs> i think it was good man buck's supposed to suck i like buck sucking it's fun yeah. it's fun having a shitty dude <laughs> but yeah there's this whole thing in the last episode about we've got to talk about karen and then they try and avoid taking karen to the thing and try and escape without her and she's in the plane anyways 
Yeah, and it's just like, why was this it, here? Yeah. What? Right, you know, because she doesn't fuck up the plan at all, and she doesn't even do anything that's crazy that even puts the plan at risk. Like she no. does, no- she does like nothing. She literally yeah. does nothing. Why did we even have that section? I, I love Why hearing you get so mad. I love hearing you get angry, Imogen. It's it's very cool it's, of you. Mediocrity makes me more angry than badness. I, that badness what do you think and, about if this episode was just like was was like traps, like lots of big traps that they were solving and doing things? To, like I just want to see competent people solve things together. You can be funny in that circumstance, you know. Like I just. <laughs> you know, you guys have seen Steven Universe? Yes. Bro, you can't be doing this right now. That's a better version of... They would do this episode oh, better. Yeah. If, if if all of the Steven Universe gems were going to an island to get a computer uh-huh. and shut it down, that would be a more interesting episode than what we got today. <laughs> mm. So I... You don't like, you don't like Steven Universe? Listen, I think in this world there are two groups of gay people, and that's gay people who like Steven Universe and gay people who don't. And I'm just like, I don't think it's a bad show. I just have um, terrible associations with Steven Universe. Oh, yeah. A lot of the fandom sure, fucking sucks. Sure. Um, and I'm going to be, oh, no, if anyone listens to this. Oh, thing. I just assumed I, I just assumed that there's some sort of trauma where you watched it all with an ex or something. <laughs> okay, but... I think the the issue is, so coming off of last episode where there was still the grayscale plotline, it was still a little bit boring in that, it at least had a buffer in that it was really fun to watch the whole Stat and Twink shenanigans, but Stat and Twink is so in the background in this, uh, and the Survivor stuff is fun, but it's just so focused on this, like, Karen's crazy, Karen's unhinged, but it's, like, she's nothing not. ever comes of that, because... She's, like, not, she's not crazy. I liked that they developed Linda Desk more as well. Like, I really liked that character in the show, and I think she's super cool. Um, I-, I liked that development that we see, and we'll talk about that a little bit more later. But she's big in the Survivor thing as well, yeah, right? Because she and Deb were both on Survivor. Um, okay, the thing that makes me angry about yeah, the show yeah. is that but, it's like absolute, like yeah, mediocrity makes me more angry than badness because badness is at least like a big swing at something. This show feels yeah. like it's playing it fucking safe because a Karen's not crazy. I wish she like like she just does normal spy shit. Like eat all of them do the same level of crazy that Karen does in the show. Yeah. Like, none of this is, none of this, like, goes, oh, this is unusual behavior. Like, they should have pushed it harder. Yeah, here's some things that, here's some things that the other characters say before they go to the island. (laughs) Stat says, I really wished, I really thought I would be getting high off these mushrooms, which is what started me thinking about hallucinogens. Twink says, I can't eat I'll eat this, but I can't eat twigs because I'm not eating gluten, and gluten might be twigs. I did actually laugh at that legitimately. The idea that, like, I don't know what gluten <laughs> is, but it could be twigs uh, is, is <laughs> actually legitimately funny to me. I, I thought it was a pretty good joke, but it, it it does show that Twink is quite insane. Steve says, yes, I'm not missing my 800 grams of protein a day or whatever it is. Um, is anyone else really, really cold? And he's shivering. And then... As they try and keep the secret from Karen, <laughs> Twink says, I love keeping secrets with my teeny tiny little mouth. <laughs> yeah, why did you give only the funny lines to Twink? Twink gets all the funny lines. Yeah. Like, I'm looking 
Why? He, he does. He does, but it's because it's written by old caddy gay men, and he's the caddy gay character. That's so true. Deb did get the funny thing of taking her shirt off for no reason. That was very funny. Just so much booby. It's actually really refreshing to see full tits for a change rather than, like, Buck's dick. And I know I'm bisexual, but, like, why haven't we seen more titty in the show? The thing is, why? I was angry about where's Buck's penis. I was, the entire time Buck was going to scream about where, why he went there. <laughs> but- I need to see that Buck's long. It's been so long since I've seen the last time. I've forgotten it. I've forgotten the curves. I've forgotten... you missed it. Undulations. I've missed it. <laughs> so yeah he didn't even get buck naked this episode so basically with this episode what we find out so one the subaru cannot get to the middle of the ocean devastating we've been with the subaru the whole time and it cannot get to the middle of the ocean and so we find out buck is dating mira properly now the princess of genovia or as dirt calls of her genovian poontang we find out that uh Princess Mira loves the LGBTQ community. <laughs> and she's hosting World Pride. And she's Buck says maybe the best Buck joke that he's ever done, which I haven't even put in my best jokes, but he says, hey, why aren't you guys going to World Pride? Are you not prideful? That's sad. I actually think that was delightful, that little bit. <laughs> yeah. Like, if if that was Buck's character this whole fucking time, I would not yeah, hate him so much. Yeah, Buck was a himbo, not a homophobe. Yeah. <laughs> The classic himbo or homophobe debate. <laughs> yeah, a straight ally himbo would have been a much better character, you know? Oh. And it could have taken some of the I'm really dumb jokes away from Twink as well, yeah. which would have made the show respect uh, his character more. I think they just have two characters whose like main jokes is like, I'm dumb, would have been wearisome. I think... Yeah, you know, I I only once again only watched two episodes of Q Force, and maybe not the worst ones. But it's like I think it's fine having a dude that sucks, and the show is constantly shitting on him for sucking so hard, and like like the whole thing is he's horrible. Like, ah, uh, no. see, that's the, the part where he's horrible is the part that I don't like because no. he's elevated to main character status, and he's horrible. Like that, I don't know. If you, have you guys seen Mister Mayor? The new NBC sitcom with Ted Danson as the mayor of LA? No. Okay. Well, it has a character played by Bobby Moynihan in it yes. from SNL fame uh, and also Comedy Bang Bang, I suppose. And that character is called Jaden, but he's like 40 years old. So he's like the first Jaden, which is a funny joke. Yes, and he's very funny. pathetic, right? He's kind of like the Dwight Schrute of The Office, mm-hmm. but he's happy to be himself and he's very sweet. So he's not, he doesn't have that Dwight Schrute meanness. And the character works really well. They, people do still shit on him and he is still pathetic, but he's happy and sweet and it's, it works well. Imogen, I I think you are right that it's okay to have a horrible character, like a character that's mean uh, and have the joke be that he sucks. But the issue is as well that a lot of the time the show positions him as someone who we're kind of supposed to laugh with. So it, it does mean that anytime he sucks, it feels really contradictory. And so if it was just us laughing about how this mean shithead character sucks, that I think I would have a lot less of a problem. But it's like they they put him in there as a character who we're kind of supposed to root for a little bit. And 
it really just he's had more character development in the show than any other person yeah. which is yeah, wild it's called show, Q-Force one thing about the show that's really crazy it's very much the Mary and Twink show like Dev and Stat really don't get a fucking like say in like, and they don't really like Stat especially what the fuck mm-hmm. is going on with them like do they do what's what's a thing that they're into like there's they, really such well, you missed, one you, you must have missed, I think, the um, robot girlfriend that Stat had, which was probably the best part of the show. Yes. Um, oh, yeah? She yeah. had an AI girlfriend, but then the AI girlfriend died saving her. And so we Jacqueline erased... Box. Jacqueline Box, yeah. Okay, do you know why, how I know that character's name? Because <laughs> I was so upset. So we had a little break between watching the show and doing the podcast. I was so upset about... V and Karen not being girlfriends. I looked up AO3, which is a fan fiction website. Oh, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I, I'm aware of Archive of Our Own. I don't and have fan I, fiction on that. I, I looked it up and I see what um, Queer Force uh, fan fiction <laughs> there was. And I want, okay, guess how many Queer Force fan fictions there are? Um, 666. 17. So, sorry, what did you say, Ollie? I said 666. It's 33. Yeah. <laughs> but I want you to guess how many of those fan fictions are Jacqueline Box and Stat? Oh, All of them. <laughs> 28. Five. Do you want to know? Yeah. Do you want to know what the overwhelming most popular pairing at 18 fan fictions in Q Force is? Oh is no, is it Twink and Buck? It's Twink Buck! Oh. Fucking hell. Oh, why? Well, it's because Twink specifically says in an episode that one day he's going to top that man. Yeah. yeah. How many of those... Uh, any of them called one day? <laughs> how, how many of those are Twink topping Buck? Dude! This one has... So, I don't know, 33... Uh, uh, Fanfiction, that's not a lot. This one has 200 kudoses. It's the wow. number one. Called a Is that a Twink Buck? Because I can't, I can't watch a Twink Buck. It's a Twink Buck. It's Twink uh. Buck. The story is, after, after the incident in Genovia, Buck feels like he owes Twink a real thank you and invites him out to drink. <laughs> you know, regular bro stuff. It's not gay to bring your homie a rose, right? Or to kiss him? Or about happy you married him accidentally? <laughs> I, I'm bringing right. up. Maybe, maybe we turn this into a play. I, okay. I'm bringing up now the archive of our own Q Force works. I just want to acknowledge as well that seven of them are explicit, um, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm going to bring up some of those because I'm now interested. Just about the Buck thing and like the like, are we on his side? Are we not on his side? That same thing I mentioned before. It happens with the AAA in this episode. Mm. So like. The Q-Force land on an island. They don't know where they're going. Deb takes her shirt off, makes some survivor jokes. Because she doesn't have a shirt, she's able to find where the secret base is on the island. Nothing interesting happens as they walk through the jungle other than those flashbacks yeah, and stuff. Yeah, they don't have any challenges. There's no quicksand, you know. like <laughs> no, Nothing really interesting happens. Like, oh, it's the world's most dangerous island and there's one security camera. It's really yeah, good. Yeah. Then, they, then Dirk is in a helicopter 
Dirk Chunley is in a helicopter with Linda Des, his sidekick. There are no other AIA agents, despite it being a huge global organization. And he says, hey, we don't want to fight. We know you're here. We just want to do a deal. And then right? he says... It's so weird. And also go, because they have a fucking attack helicopter. Yes. They, 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 oh, they call has it a, a gun, Comanche. pointing the gun, while the other people also have a gun pointed at them. And the Q-Force goes, drop your weapons. And then they do. Why? They have yeah. the power. Why did you leave the helicopter? Why did you drop your weapons? It doesn't make... And then they're like... Then that guy Why did gets, you not come with, like, ten SWAT teams? What oh. the fuck? Why didn't you just kill them? They're just, like, one group of agents. It's so... You have a fucking helicopter. Stuff, man. Why does this facility not have any staff? <laughs> Why? It's, Except it's, robots, it's, which don't get activated till later. It, it, it just sucks, right? Like, it's just... <laughs> it just sucks. Like, it's just really, like, thoughtless plotting. I... The jokes aren't even that good. So it's like, it wasn't like, oh, you spent all your time with the jokes. You didn't care about the plot. What were you doing, man? Like, what were you, you were in the writing room. Were you just fucking around until, like, it was four o'clock. You all wanted to leave at five. And you're like, oh, shit. We're, oh, God, we still were going to submit episode nine today, didn't we? Shit, all right, let's just write it real quick. What the fuck were you doing? Why does this suck so bad? I wrote in my notes Fun Island Spy Times near the beginning of the episode, and we don't get really any of those. Uh, which, it's yeah, bad. it sucks. It's mediocre. It's just mediocre. It's boring. It, it's thoughtless and careless. It, that, makes me ang- that makes me angry. So then, yeah. so more on that, Dirk wants to make a deal with them, right? Um, as we said. And he says, I'll give you anything. I'll give you money. I'll, give you, I'll make you the head agent in Beijing. Um, I'll give you money for your WeHo operations, you know, just don't go in here. You've got me over a barrel. Um, Why? You don't, though. You were in a helicopter. Yeah, they didn't, but that's how he acts. And then they're all like, um, and then V says, Mary, don't make this decision. Um, You know, you don't have to. Why is it decision? I have no idea, because he's the white man? I don't know. Imogen, I don't know why it's his decision. Oh, (laughs) it's so dumb. I just uh, like they're all gay. They're all agents of the AAA. They've all been betrayed, and they all just stand there like, "Uh, yeah, we're not the protagonist." <laughs> That's the energy yeah. I want in life. Anytime someone asks me to do something, I'm just going to say, "Um, actually, I'm not the protagonist." <laughs> um, it feels like a good excuse. And, but also, also earlier they said something like, "Oh yeah." So in the flashbacks at the beginning, where Karen and V are. Uh, practicing killing Karen um, at the waterfall mm-hmm. uh, with, I would say, Nicki Minaj level of acting skill. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Karen talks about their plan and they're like, we're going to save the AIA from themselves, right? And that's, it, it's, again, this weird thing where it's like the idea of the AIA is still good and Dirk makes that, like, argument to Steve, like, you love the AIA, you love, like, America and protecting things, you know? Um but then they decide, no, compromise is not the way. V did that. But she's not gay, but she did compromise. Um, and then Dirk Chunley has to... S- Sorry? It's so important that you know that she's not gay. It's so important. Yeah. And then there's a biometric uh, lock system, Ollie. Do you want to talk about that? It's more your uh, area of expertise. Fuck mine, you. Fuck. Why is... <laughs> I hate it so much. Did you say this just because you knew it would be something I would hate? Yes. <laughs> God, Lawson, I just sometimes I, I just like to pimp my uh, podcast partners into really uh, awkward situations. Okay, so it's just like 
I I'm fine with cool spy locks. Like, give me some Charlie's Angel style. Like, we have to make a contact lens of this guy's eye so we can. That was pass- sick. Yeah. Oh, like Lucy Lou with a whip and a mm, and Barracuda <laughs> in the background is is an awakening for me. But um, Charlie's Angels, the movies might be better gay pieces of media than Kiefer's. Yeah. Oh, yes, 100%. Absolutely. Like, the newest Charlie's Angels movie gets shit on, but you cannot tell me that Kristen Stewart being, like, a hot himbo, um, like, <laughs> sorry, I'm having a uh, I, I think I liked the, I think I liked the original Charlie's Angels a little bit more no, than this I will, I, I have, I have critiques of the new Charlie's Angels. Oh, I'm okay with, I'm okay one, the, with the critiques of it. The thing is the 2000s camp that was, like, the same thing that, like, Scooby-Doo was and stuff. Yeah. Like, I was, I was a fan. But I, oh, I'm okay. okay with any critique of the new Charlie's Angels movie, but you cannot tell me that in that movie, Kristen Stewart is not the hottest thing you've ever seen. The point is, I'm cool with, like, cool spy technology shit, but let's not deep throat a fucking lock. Oh, that well, sucks, man. I think I've seen that Joker before as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no shit you have. You've seen all these jokes before. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the thing is, so, uh, there's a biometric lock. There's several jokes that happen here um, where, like, Dirk is making, like, a noise like he's going to huck a huge phlegm ball um and deb says uh my dogs make that noise when they've eaten too much grass have you eaten too much grass and i think if it was just that and then he spits on like a little swab that's fine but he then has to like fully deep throat this fucking biometric bullshit and everyone's commenting on it um stats like why is your saliva the consistency of flan because i don't drink that much water shut the fuck up um it's yeah just... is that funny no why is that there it's we not... didn't need this extended scene if you want him to blow the thing fine yeah like i think i do think the dog joke was funny but the i'm dog also joke like is why fine. are we spending two minutes of the show sitting around at a biometric scanner we're on episode nine, you know, we're, <laughs> you have like this big lore story you're building up and we're spending two minutes just doing like our gear in front of the biometric scanner. Everyone gets That's to throw a little joke in, you know, I like we could be doing important stuff. You could be getting through traps and stuff. Yeah. It's not good. It's deeply <laughs> boring. It's deeply shit. I do want to say that this was one of my favorite jokes, though, the the gr- eating grass one, and you didn't say it quite right, Ollie. It was, that's the noise my dogs make when they eat too much grass. How much grass did you eat? Was it too much? That, yeah. I think, sometimes, you know, th- maybe the jokes aren't always the, the, the most original, but they do have a skill at putting jokes together, I think, in a good way. And, and as much as we're going on the uh, plot... The grenade that uh, Linda Desk vomits out of her stomach so that that then uh, V picks up and uses to destroy the big heart computer. That was pretty cool too, you know? Yeah, that's fine. Check up gun. Yeah, so Dirk is basically like, no, don't look at all the secret stuff. Just grayscale is there. Um and I feel like we're skipping over so much, but it's just because this... No, no, I don't think so. It's just they go into the room, they yeah. find... Stat does her computer stuff, yes. um, which didn't need to be a line. Uh, <laughs> and she finds that there's more bad stuff that the AI is doing instead of grayscale. They never stopped uh, wiping people's memories, and mm-hmm. they're doing all this sort of 
um, horrible stuff. And Dirk's like, uh, don't look at the files behind the curtain, which is a reference, uh, but not a joke. Right. Um, and oh, so many of these, these jokes are references. They just say, oh, celebrity name. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. You love a celebrity name. But also, in between uh, Stat getting her hack on, is just the most upsetting conversation between Buck and Mira, uh, which is going to go, I'm going to go into in my cursed jokes, but like, it's just bad um and we, we didn't need any of it like we uh, it's it feels like in yes. this episode nothing happens but they want us to feel like everything happens so the next thing is so when that happens they realize that there's all this extra stuff which is very vague and we don't know what it is just bad mm-hmm. stuff the AA is doing then v sort of has a breakdown and is like oh i'm gonna do the thing that we were worried about karen doing this whole time and i'm yeah. gonna blow up the heart so she uses the grenade and she blows up the heart, which the computer looks like a big Cour de la Mer from the Titanic, whatever. Yes. Um, again, a reference, not a really a joke, um, but, you know, it's fine. It's on an island. It's the heart of the ocean, whatever. They blow up that computer and then all these robots start attacking them because the AAA is going to be down. Oh, and Dirk's like, you're going to cripple the AAA. And we're like, why do we care? We know that they're actually much worse than we thought they were when they were just doing grayscale. Yeah. Shouldn't the AA be crippled? Why are you making the argument that this is a yeah. good agency? Well, it's like... But then the show makes that bloody argument. Mm. But it's like, they're, they're like, you're going to disrupt the AIA communication for days, um, but not forever. Um, you're going to cripple the AIA. America will be at danger. Um, and then we're going to come after you. And V's like, yeah, come after me. I don't care. Which is fine. That's a fine plot point. Like, I, I it's like classic spy shit. Like, we're going to cripple... We're gonna we're gonna cause an issue for several days, but not forever. And then they're gonna come after us, so we only have days to get away. Fine, that's okay. That's that's a plot point. That's exciting, but it's yeah. not what happens. But it's not what happens because it turns out the real villain all along, because they send the files to the jet, right? And as soon as they go, we're sending the files to the jet. Uh, but we're also going to print out a hard copy of the grayscale stuff. As soon as they send the files to the jet, you're just like, oh, Mira's evil. Oh, you picked that up? Oh, so, it's so obvious. It's Imogen? so obvious. Yeah, it's I can. So obvious. It's so obvious. I didn't think it was even trying not to be obvious. The weird thing is, like, it'd be... She's straight, so you hope she'd be evil, but then we've got V and Buck as well, you know? Like, it's such a weird... They the should be so gay! V should be gay. Why isn't V gay? Wait, but V should be gay and Stat should be trans, but, you know. My headcanon is yeah, that... Yeah. My headcanon is that... Stat should be non-binary or trans. Yes. Either way. Yes. Well, I, my headcanon is that one, Stat is gender non-conforming, two, mm. uh, V is incredibly gay. Like, no <laughs> amount of the show can convince me that V is not gay. Oh, and then there's the other thing they do, which I kind of like but kind of don't, is Linda Desk, they blow up the computer, so there's all these robots coming after them now, and they're trying to escape, but then um, Linda Desk, who you've seen as a good fighter, and I like that she and Deb are, like, the best fighters in the show, pretty much. You know, that's cool and awesome. Um, and she fights all these uh, robots, but then she's like, I'll let you guys go. I never knew the AA was bad until today. I'm gay. I don't know if you guys know this. And they're all like, yeah, we know you're so gay. You're gayer than me, Twink says. But is that good? It's like, if if you're 
AFAB and you present in a masculine way at all, it means that you're a lesbian, obviously. Um, it's it's not as if that is a really tired, like it completely erases the fact that, um, you know, femme lesbians exist and are here and aren't just there for you to be like oh my god a hot lady is kissing another hot lady and it's for me a man uh and it also raises the fact that there are straight women who are just more masculine or present more masculine because that's what how they're comfortable it's what their gender expression is like gender expression does not imply sexuality and it just fucking pisses me off because it's like it's just such a tired joke of everyone being like, yeah, we knew you were gay because you're butch. It's like, no, you know what? There does not need to be a butch lesbian in a relationship for it to be gay and femmes can fall in love. And it's, uh, this is something where it really pisses me off. And especially because she is a, like a secret agent, you know? So like her body type and like her fighting skills and all that stuff, we've seen to be impressive. Like, so you, like, the explanation for the masculinity and the butchness rather than some sort of, like, aesthetic lesbian thing can simply be, this is my job. I'm in the army. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So, um, he has a big lecture and then, uh, he goes, oh, you guys are so rotten and nasty and bad for blowing up this big super spy thing that we all kind of vaguely now know as the audience is bad, but... The show doesn't really know if it likes the U.S. military or it doesn't, so we kind of have to sit through this lecture. <laughs> and then Mary looks down and looks ashamed for a second, and he looks up and says, actually, no, you have us, and you may not like us right now, but we're going to be fucking awesome. Or some kind of other vague rah-rah America shit. And then the episode, and then he goes, and when this time we're not alone. And he looks down at a sheet of like old grayscale operatives and then it cuts to credits. <gasps> and you, the audience, are like, I'm excited and I like this show and I'm going to continue watching it. <laughs> uh, I think that part you fabricated. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't remember that bit where everyone's like, this is a fun show that I'm having <laughs> a good time watching? Well, like, and yeah, I honestly don't remember that it's bit. It's so wild that they had this episode because the last episode, as I said to you, Imogen, <clears throat> it was all about the grayscale and these old gays being given back their memories and being empowered um, by Q-Force to go out and, you know, be their cool spy selves again instead of being stuck in this sort of retirement home situation they were doing. But then we go and do this episode, which is feels very disparate and separate from that um and then at the end of it it's like hey remember that thing from before that's what's going to be the finale of the whole show is we're going to activate all these guys again and i yeah it's weird pacing for the um for the plot of this overarching season i think this whole show is weird it's just yeah it's just not good not it's this episode because I, I feel like last episode there was at least like a redeeming factor in that the whole plot with Stat and Twink was really really fun. It was kind of like that fun gay spy stuff that we've wanted. Whereas this episode just feels so boring. This yeah. does, this show does feel a bit like a wasted opportunity. Like you could have fun with this concept, but it's so 
mediocre. It's so oatmeal. It's nothing. It's just, it's not, I wouldn't yeah. say like, oh, it's terrible. It's bad. I just, it's like boring. Maybe we should do yeah. a, um, maybe we should do a improv format, which is the Q-Force improv format. <laughs> <laughs> no, and one person has to that be. That would a just twink, be an hour of. Has to be a deb. <laughs> yeah, that would just be an hour of boring improv. Uh, we would, well, no, but you would make. We would make it interesting through improv, you know, because our storylines would be more interesting and spy. You know, it'd be more on the spy side of things. And also, in our format, we would not have a buck. No, oops, yes, all buck format is my rival format that I have. Oops, all back. And, you, and so everyone back. comes onto the stage with just like a flopping dildo attached yeah, to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, the thing is, it, it, it requires as much, scare, um, much skill as like a sushi chef um, creating fugu to, make, like, to do buck, but not just be like disgustingly homophobic. Yeah, yeah, to not kill uh, to not kill the audience uh, with the horribleness of Buck, but yeah. to get the the, the rare <laughs> moments of Buck uh, tastiness out exactly. of it. Exactly. How are you going to? Oh, get not buck? even tastiness. It's like the the rare moments of edible Buck. <laughs> How are you going to get Buck to get his cock out without creating a, a, a hate crime? That's that's the trick. of <laughs> well, I think that's why um, everyone just starting with their cock out is the way to go. It's you know, too easy. Too easy. You, you 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 all put on, you all strap on your dildos uh, at the beginning, right? And you say something like, "We're buck naked," and that starts the improv format off. And then people, maybe people, go around saying their favorite buck lines from the yeah, show yeah, <laughs> to to determine what kind of buck they are. You know. They're a sassy buck. They're a sad buck. This is great. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh no. There are there are um there are low status buck asking Dirk if they're allowed to pee now. King. Oh no, we didn't need to bring that back. <laughs> that was a that was a very funny joke from last episode, Imogen, that you missed. I missed funny. a funny joke. Spoilers. Oh no, no I didn't miss a funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now's the time to talk about funny so, jokes. Uh, Imogen, hit us up. What are your best jokes? Okay, I have written down as my favourite jokes. Um, yeah, the Faye Dunham Pool joke. When Twink was like, uh, that, that agent could stuff me into a cow. I am attracted to him. Very good right <laughs> line read. Very funny. When V was when, – when uh, Mary asked V – if she came up with uh, better to uh, beg for forgiveness and ask for permission, and V paused and said, "Yes, I did. Very, <laughs> I like that. That was a funny joke." Yeah, I heard you legitimately yes. laugh just now describing that, and I think yeah. maybe that's the most joy you've had on either of the podcasts you've been on for this show. I, that's a, I. It's a good joke yeah. because you know, <laughs> it, is it a joke that's like once again, unfortunately, a joke like you've heard before? Yes, but it's also a joke that I like, so I I will I do find it funny still. I also think that you're right that the line reading on a couple of oh, these yeah. really sell. Yeah, yeah. Deb was talking about uh, being the the survivor who was um, had the most sensor for nudity, and Twink was said, "We thank you for your service." Very funny. I and I said the extended survivor bit, the whole survivor bit. I like. <laughs> yes. Um, the fact that Twink was the one who 
I don't know if I like the yeast. The fact that Twig was the one who was voted off and like working that out. Oh, that was funny. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have that one t- down too. They they're walking through the jungle and they say, you know, we haven't found anything. And Steve's like, well, we spent so long doing something five, to do with Survivor and making yeah, five final five, five like, alliances. Yeah. And Twink's like, but there's six of us. Wait, that means I'm the only one left um, out. Very good. I also thought, oh, mm-hmm. actually, I think I'm going to say my favorite joke of the episode was Twink asking, saying, during the big, like, um, uh, dramatic standoff, going like, uh, going to Mary, like, ask him if I can have $100. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> yeah, That's such I a think good that amount of money. Oh, it's just well. enough to sound like a lot, but really be very small. <laughs> oh, very funny. Very good. Be going, like, uh, when Dirk was uh, saying, like, obviously that um, grayscale wasn't the worst we had uh, currently running. What are you, a stupid idiot baby? And V was saying, I am a stupid idiot baby. <laughs> this is a very, like, I feel like a very, like, a joke that improvisers would like because we just enjoy people calling each other stupid idiot babies. Well, it's also a good, it's also oh, yeah. a good improv so thing many... where you just repeat the things someone's just said to give you a little bit of time but also make a joke. Yeah. 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 The amount of times on stage I've called someone a stupid piss baby. Um, yeah, is so I think it is many. a joke that would appeal to me and make this crowd more than others. But I did; it did appeal to me. And my last mm-hmm. good joke, which was another very good joke, another one by Twink, was at the end of the episode where he goes, "Female villain who is young." I'm, I have to stand. It's very good. <laughs> I like that too. I actually had no yeah. bad jokes, yeah. but I'll run through my good jokes. Um, oh, I absolutely had cursed jokes. Yeah, there were bad ones, but none that really made me go like, this is beyond the pale even for Q-Force. The, I think my bad joke of this episode was the plot. It just really <laughs> fell apart. You only got ten episodes, guys. You can't put together one overarching that makes sense. Anyways, Steve says to V at the beginning um, that... Karen's lost her marbles, and she says it's especially sad because she loved Mancala, <laughs> which so fucking dumb is a game you play with marbles. Very funny. Yes, I've got the final five alliances joke in here, and I got the how much grass did you eat? Was it too much grass? I like that. I like those. I like that format of joke. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So. Good jokes. I, I I liked a lot of the stuff that Imogen's already mentioned, but also there's a moment where Stat says, like, I love your anarchist fantasy to Karen. I, I dream of, um, you know, also faking my death and disappearing. And then Twink looks at Stat and just goes, I thought your dream was potatoes are looking at you. Yes. Um, and that was so stupid that it made me snort. Uh, and I wasn't prepared for that. Yeah, and Stat um, goes, and Stat goes, no, that was a dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I will also say, and this can both be cursed, but it's also how I'm going to enter every room from now on, is just um, Mira pops up on a screen and says, ding dong, show me your dick. And I want to enter every room doing that now because it was just so fucking dumb and also a little bit cursed and that's the energy i want to bring to every conversation i've changed my mind the beginning of the oops all buck improv form is that ding dong show me your dick uh image from um mira just playing on a on a 
big projection With, like, screen. music, like you. real, like, noise art. Like, <laughs> yep. Um, sirens. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Ding dong, show me your dick, and then you all come out with your dildos on. Yep, 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 yep. Such a good format. Yeah, I think this is a good format because one thing that's that formats need, I think, is a little bit of accessibility for you know the average audience. Yeah. Um, and this one, I think, yeah, I think this show's permeated popular culture in such a way that it'll really, really catch on. Hmm. Do you want to do the bad jokes first, or should I? I have no bad jokes for this one, but uh, let's go Ollie Imogen. Okay, so my cursed jokes. First of all, the entire conversation that Mira and Buck have on the plane. Um, So it's all about like, uh, oh, there's secrets here. And she's like, tell me all your secrets. And that's obviously when everyone knows that she's evil. I did Um, like that she said, I'm so random. There is a line in there. trying to get state secrets out of the guy. She's like, because I'm so random. Yeah, that, okay, that okay, was that good. Is, that is good. But <laughs> before before that, just this the mm, Buck says the team is sending a big load my way, and I'm ready to receive it. Uh, and and Mira's response is that's so hot. I wish you were sending a big load my way. And I gagged like uh, it was real bad. Um, I, I fucking hated it so much um that's the difference between you and princess mira i don't want to receive a big load no she doesn't gag yeah i that's that's my cursed joke of the episode you also Um, add another bad joke which is the joke that uh lawson just made right now yes yes that you guys are gonna hate me for this but Gay scale. This is a fantastic <laughs> joke. <laughs> um, I also, uh, um, oh, I'm just trying to. Oh, this entire episode was just so boring well, to me. He, let me talk about the the conversation with Mira and Buck. I know we're at the end of the episode. I know we were so far over time, but like this whole relationship with Mira and Buck, like now we see in this episode that it's leading up to this big betrayal, and she's the big bad enemy for the whole show. Is that worth having her and Buck be together and talking at all? All the minutes of our lives that we watched Buck and Mira together? Not interesting. I don't think their jokes were funny enough. Like, I agree. The, their dialogue was bad porn dialogue. I don't think that's a problem with Mira or Buck. It's a problem with the writers being bad at them, what their job is. Like, it's yes, always, agreed. no matter who the big bad enemy was, it would always be the same team of writers writing them. Yeah. I think that the I think you've got easier and better jokes if you're doing more of the like parody stuff that they do in some of the other episodes mm. and more spy stuff. Like I I really think this show could have been a little bit more Austin Powers. Yeah, you, absolutely. Yeah. What are your curse jokes? Um, my curse jokes. First of all, I like start off like when when Karen was like, "Oh, my middle name is Plan." Actually, it's Plantricia. This is a bad joke. This is nothing. <laughs> it's a bad That's joke. That's fucking nothing. I liked that, actually. I liked that. Actually, it's Plantricia. I like that. No, fucking I put it, I I put like it, it as a bad joke. I, I like a name joke. I like a, you know, I'm Rutherford P. Uh, Barnabas. The P stands for poke you, and then they poke you. You know, I, that, that made me laugh. I like it. Lawson, uh, you have a questionable taste. <laughs> Lawson, you're too generous with this show. Yeah. I think um, both of you two are funny, so. 
Yeah, Ugh, yeah that's also, yeah, also a red flag. Yeah, huge <laughs> red flag. Um, when Twink was like, oh, something about milking bears. That's how I got carpal tunnel in oh. in uh, location. Like, dude, we've down, done yeah. this, man. We've like, have you not? Have we not milked this particular cow a lot of, or bear, if you will, like enough? Like we've got it. We've fucking got it. This isn't nothing. This is a drag queen joke at 2 a.m. when they're already quite fucking drunk. This is nothing. Oh, I agree absolutely. it's bad drag queen improv, but at least it's like a gay-related joke. You're too generous when it comes to the show. Yeah, in terms of in terms of being generous to the show, like I put this slightly above the um Dick sucking that Chunley did on the um, on the gate. Oh, that's already that's part of my bad jokes. Um, yeah. yeah. Also, leaves and berries. I guess that's in my bad jokes. Leaves and berries don't just grow on trees. Also, a bad joke. That's not like that. There's no. Where is the funny bit? Like, where is the funny bit? Where is the like? Where is the bit where I'm supposed to be happy and joyful? This is nothing. <laughs> yeah. That one makes me as well think, though, like, why are we in the woods with Karen in the first place? Why are we taking this bloody freaking detour? Like, really? It, yeah. Um, I'm going to have a defrop joke. Oh, yeah, then I have, like, uh, I try, uh, then when, when Twink was on the plane, so I tried to plug the toilet and it wouldn't let me. And we literally only have that small scene of Mary and V having a quick chat just so we can hear Twink. do the, I t- tried to plug the toilet and it wouldn't let me joke, which is so... Not funny, and so particularly not funny that justify like a whole miniature little scene. Why does this show need so much filler? Why oh. is this so stretched yeah. out? I think because they were like, we've got a, but it's on Netflix, so like they didn't need to do as much recapping as they did either. Like you said at the beginning, like you got like a whole recap of everything that's happening. As though people were watching this show, like, you know, a week apart from each other and, and needed to, like, be reminded. But it's, you know, 2020, not 1920. It's bizarre. It's really... They didn't have TV then. <laughs> um... Welcome to 1920, where we got Q4. It's a show about the queers. <laughs> and, um, Q4's in my... 1920 is just the cops rounding up queer people. Yes, absolutely. My last bad joke is... uh. When they're trying to get find the plane, and Deb's like, "Where's the plane? I swear I parked it here." Did anyone see a street cleaning sign? Oh, you're on a fucking island. You know there's not a street cleaning sign. Also, do you think I, the audience, are going to find that funny? Like, oh my god, what if there were? What if there were? Like, what are the wisest street cleaning sign? Lol, they could have. They would have like moved the plane. Oh my god, I've been so. F- what are you doing? No, it's not funny. You know this isn't funny. I I know you've done good jokes, and I know you writers. Writers, sit down. Sit down, writers. I've made you a cup of tea. I want to have like, maybe like a firm but hard conversation with you. I know that you know this isn't funny. You've just submitted this last minute because you were scared. And I understand fear. It's fine to be scared. But just prepare things a little earlier next time. And then we can do more than one draft. Please, God in heaven, I don't want to see you do this again. I know you can do better. If this was a different show where the reality was, like, looser, then, like, you could have a street cleaner driving down the beach. Yes. And that might have been funny. Might have been. Might have been, man. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're looking at down a big, long tunnel there. Yeah, there's lots of ifs. 
All right, well, Imogen, uh, look, your comedy, better than the TV show Q-Force, mm-hmm. uh, where can we find it? Um, okay, so you can either follow me on Instagram and Eileen Apollonia or on Facebook at Imogen B and Willett. But if you, um, uh, oh, God, I think actually by the time that you're listening to this podcast, almost certainly all the shit in will have passed. But if um, you can follow, you can, okay, my dates will, I've got um, a show on uh, this weekend, so Saturday the 12th of February 2022, uh, on the 12th, and also on the 13th, I'm uh, in Maskataskas with your brother, Reese Lawson, being my lowly peon. Um, friend of the show. Friend of the show. And I also, uh, and, oh, this one actually you probably will be able to watch. March 2020, I'll be in um, an improv show. And the team name, and this is non-confirmed, but possibly will be called The Greatest Shits of the 80s, 90s, and Now. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. But if we go to your Instagram, we'll be able to see yeah, my shows. Yeah, or, and maybe, you know, I'll, I'll post stuff about like where I'm doing stand-up. Blah, blah, blah. Awesome, awesome. Hell yeah. Uh, Ollie, your plugs? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Olivia Kate Creative and on Twitter at OhMyOllie. Um, and you can also follow Big Fork Theatre on all platforms. I'm going to be performing with them. Uh, new theatre is opening up, so that's very exciting. Uh, and if you're so inclined, you can follow me on Letterboxd at uh, oh My Ollie. Lawson, what are you plugging? You can follow me on Twitch, just Lawson Lyon, L-Y-O-N. Um, and the other thing I'd like to uh, plug is uh, that we end this episode, because Imogen, you haven't enjoyed yourself, but I, I feel like I want to get you on recording, doing the same thing that we do to start our episodes, which is I say my name, Ollie says their name, then you say your name, and then all of us together will say, and we're two force. Are you, are you willing to do that? Yeah, I guess so. Great, great, great. <laughs> I'm Lawson. And I'm Ollie. And I'm Imogen. And, and we're, we're two boys. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> Beautiful. That will haunt you, you for can... the rest of your days. Bye, everybody. You can, Bye. Uh, you can follow Two Force on at Two Force Pod on everything. Goodbye. This episode of Two Force was brought to you by Nicki Minaj's new music video for "Do We Have a Problem?" Do you have a problem? Try Grayscale Mattresses. We promise if you sleep on Grayscale Mattresses for just one night, you'll forget all your problems by the morning. Try promo code WHOAMI or we will have a problem.